Welcome to the Business Herald podcast. The Business Herald is a weekly roundup of all of the top UK business news stories by email, social media, and this podcast. The podcast will feature some of the week's main stories, and we'll be joined by various business people on each episode to discuss the week's news and how it might impact a smaller business like yours. And hopefully we'll have some fun on a Friday too. I'm your host, Stephen Mather. I'm a lawyer for SMEs, and I help business owners sleep better at night by sorting their legal problems out. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Business Herald. Welcome along to The Business Herald podcast, episode number 18. As it's the last working week before Christmas, this one is a little different. I'm not joined by any guests today, but I still wanted to put something out, so here's a roundup of this week's main news stories and and issues On Monday, we saw a big accountancy firm, BDO, back down over furlough payments. It had taken £4 million from the government and was intending to make massive payouts to its partners of over half a million pounds each. They've all now agreed to take £15,000 or so less to allow for full repayment back to HMRC. So well done to them. Later in the week, watches of Switzerland jumped on the bandwagon too and agreed to repay £3.3 million after better than expected trading. A pretext profit of 36 million on sales of 900 million. And look, I think it's really good that uh, firms and companies are looking at the payments that they've had during coronavirus and agreeing to repay it. We saw it recently um, on what I'm calling our campaign against um, the supermarkets for repaying the business rates relief. And I think it's quite right, actually, that if a business has made um, made a good amount of profit and perhaps more profit than it would do normally, despite uh, or in spite of lockdown then it should repay those uh, those monies back to the government, um, that furlough money. It obviously didn't need it. It needed it at the time, perhaps, and uh, and took it out for the right reasons. Not saying there was any wrong reasons behind it, but it's a good thing for them to repay it back. Also on Monday, the chief executive of Lloyds Bank told a Treasury Select Committee that banks would claim back 100% of bounce-back loans that turned out to be fraudulent, 80% of the C-bills, the bigger loans, as long as the banks had carried out the checks that said they would. The National Audit Office... Uh, reckons that taxpayers could lose as much as £26 billion under the schemes due to fraud or default. And we all know who's going to end up paying for that. It's going to be the honest and decent people that didn't take loans out for fraud or, uh, fraudulent reasons and actually really needed the money. We're going to end up having to repay those loans back and pay increased tax back. So the question for everyone out there and uh, and reply and let us know on social media what you think is should the banks actually be a bit more responsible for it were they um were they perhaps uh lending to anybody and everybody without carrying out thorough checks knowing that there'd be this government guarantee and it'd be all right because someone else is picking up the tap i put another way if it was the bank's money would they give out the money as easily as they did and i think the answer to that probably is no but let us know your thoughts on Tuesday, it was announced that new gas boilers will be banned by the mid-2030s, as we'll all have heat pumps and hydrogen boilers, or at least in new properties. Um, could be that, or it could be that we're all just plugged into the matrix to generate electricity. Who knows? Not me. On Wednesday, official employment figures uh, came out, and there was 819 fewer employed people than there was at the start of the year, with 4.9%, that's 1.7 million jobless adults. 
I think more worrying than uh, than these figures that came out are the fact that still 2.7 million people are furloughed. And that to me is a real concern. We've mentioned this on, I think, every podcast. There's a little bit of kicking the can down the road here. And my concern is that when the furlough scheme ends, we're going to have 2.7 million extra people that are unemployed because, quite frankly, most of them, some of them in the services sector, hospitality, etc., quite rightly can't work at the moment but my view is that if you are still on uh, on furlough at this point in time doing a quote normal job it's likely that that your your job no longer exists and you've got nothing to go back to incidentally on thursday rishi sunak announced the next budget that's going to be on the 3rd of march 2021 and also agreed at the same time to extend furlough pay until the end of april again perhaps another sign that the government realize that we're not coming out of this uh, in January. Um, you know, there is probably going to be another lockdown. It's going to be blamed on us for visiting our friends and family over Christmas, of course. But there will be another lockdown um, and the economic uh, impact of uh, coronavirus will remain for a long time to come. So fellow scheme until the end of April. Meanwhile, there's a report saying that the economy is actually weathering the restrictions and lockdown better than it did in spring. And this is according to a purchaser's Managers Index in the manufacturing and services sector, um, though the consumer-facing business remains uh, struggling still. Um, we can see that as well by looking at inflation figures. So in November, prices rose by just 0.3%, um, and, and certain items uh, dropped. Hairdressing was blamed earlier on in the year for high inflation. It's, it's dropped now. Haircuts hair, hair have gone back down to a decent price. Uh, prices for clothing and footwear down 3.6% uh, from last year. Sweets and vegetables, categorised together, fell 0.5%. I certainly know which one I'd prefer next week. Answer, no vegetables, thanks, just sweets and confectionery. Thank you. Finally, the Bank of England base rate team met this week and held interest rates at 0.1%, but warned that a no-deal Brexit would hit growth and drive up prices. Obviously, the, the no-deal Brexit looks like that might uh, might happen. Um, of course, we do have deals. We just don't have a deal with the EU. Um, but uh, bearing in mind, we buy 47% or something like that of all of our goods and stuff from the EU. It's, uh, it's inevitable that it's going to have an impact um, on things and drive prices up. So it remains to be seen what real impact that's going to have. And that's a story that's going to develop into the new year. So that's us done for this week. We're back to normal weekly podcasts on the 8th of January 2021. There might be some special ones in between. But until then, I wish you a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous and healthy New Year. Thanks very much for listening. If you like the podcast, uh, maybe not this one, but if you like the other ones where we have guests on and we talk about business and economic issues that affect you and your small business, as well as the wider um, UK news stories, Feel free to hit subscribe, tell a friend, follow us on social media or on LinkedIn or on Twitter um, or on Facebook. Search for the Business Herald and you'll find us and let us know your thoughts on the, the main issues. But otherwise, thanks very much for listening. Have a good Christmas. Bye bye.